Welcome to Small Business Big Network, the podcast for small business owners who want big results from their networking. I'm Liz Drury, a freelance voiceover artist who knows that if you're not working, then networking could help. David O'Brien is a business doctor based in Lincolnshire who also runs his own networking group. I asked him his thoughts about the future of networking post-COVID. Thank you very much for joining me on the podcast, David. It's a pleasure, Liz. So, David, you are a business doctor. So can you tell me, first of all, what it is a business doctor does? So we work with business owners um, just to help them have a clearer picture of what they want to achieve with their business and how they're going to get there. I think a lot of people start businesses because they're either um, technically very good at doing something or they're passionate about doing something. Um, And because they're passionate, because they're technically good, they they can be successful. uh, But often we find that after a year or two or five or ten, they feel like they're not in control, that uh, the business is running them, that they sometimes feel like a busy fool. So we just help them to really refocus on what their priorities are, what they want to achieve in their business and um, how they can go about that and have a a clear plan for doing the important things on a day-to-day basis. Mm. Now, you and I met at um, a full networking meeting several years ago now. Um, Is networking something that you've always done for your business from the start? Yeah, I think from becoming a business doctor previously, I worked for a a relatively large organisation and uh, we just had internal contacts. We didn't do any external networking at all, apart from the occasional conference. Um, But when I became a business doctor, I realised that I needed to create a network to to meet people, to meet potential clients and uh, people that I could collaborate with. So yeah, I I was straight into networking and foreign I think was the first one that I went to. Um, I was uh, progressed to be a group leader at 4N and to do lots of foresighting and things. Yeah, I've done a lot of 4N. And is networking something that you recommend to, to your clients as a business doctor? Yeah, I think it's important. I think a lot of business owners don't, um, they either don't know about networking or they don't have the confidence to go networking or they feel they don't have the time because they don't see the benefit. Uh, I think a lot of people see that you it's just somewhere to go along and try a pitch. They maybe tried it a couple of times, felt uncomfortable and it didn't work. But the importance of building a network, not just of potential clients or customers, but of people who can support you, who can give you information, who can advise you is is vital, I think, to any kind of business, really. Um, and that, that includes the, the bigger kind of business that I used to work with. It really would have benefited from just networking with other people and getting that cross-collaboration of ideas and uh, yeah, and ways of working. Yeah. I mean, for me, I, I'm a sole trader and I spend days, you know, on my own. So for me, networking's great just to get out and meet other people. I, th- I think there are so many benefits of networking. It's um, You learn a lot about yourself. You learn about your business. You learn about how to, to talk about your business because if you're explaining to somebody what you do and their eyes glaze over you know you're not got the words right mm. you're not hitting the spot you're not <laughs> you're not making any sense to them and sometimes you hit on a, a key phrase and they go oh yeah that's me and you realize that yeah i've got to i've got to use that one on a more regular basis so we you know, phrases like um running a business is a lonely place that mm. seems to resonate with a lot of people uh, can't see the wood for the trees but those sorts of phrases that sometimes when you use them people go yeah you, you, that's exactly how i feel then you know you've got the right messaging for your yeah. audience. Yeah. So tell me what your experience of networking during the lockdown has been. So 
I've really enjoyed networking during the lockdown. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's uh, yeah, it's been an eye opener because it's it's not obvious that networking would work all that well uh, via Zoom or, or any other kind of online platform. But um, I think not, especially in somewhere like Lincolnshire, not having to drive forty five minutes somewhere to meet yeah. a group of people where you can just log on two minutes before it starts and talk to them uh, and then be ready to do something else straight afterwards. There's an efficiency and uh, you know, and it reduces your costs of petrol if you're not driving around yeah. Lincolnshire all the time. So, uh, yeah, I've loved it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we're, we're both in, in, in Greater Lincolnshire and we must be at least an hour apart. Mm. And um, you, know, you and I were the kind of people who were prepared to drive for a fair distance to a networking meeting. Um, but not everybody does that. And I guess now that things are online, it's kind of open networking up to more people, probably. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the interesting thing, so we would have met at various 4N groups, but I was group leader at 4N Sleaford, which was a great meeting at an Indian restaurant, which was a five minute drive away for me. Fantastic. But you've been there a few times. Mm. It would have been an hour, as you say, for you to come down. And that's a when it's a two hour meeting and an hour's drive each way, and you've got to be there a bit before and a bit after, that's more than half a day really to go to one meeting it's a, a big commitment yeah definitely so you're now running an online networking group what was it that made you decide to start a group so the, it it had its seeds in a, um, a physical group that we were doing so we were meeting every two weeks in Spalding and I was running those meetings there was a group of about five of us who were trying to build the group up although it was difficult to build the group up in uh, in Spalding and get people to come um when lockdown started, I said, "Well, should we just have a just have a Zoom call just to keep in touch?" And the the first meeting went well, so I said, "We'll do it again next week." And then it became a weekly thing, and I think we're on meeting fifty six now in a row, uh, and it's just grown. And it, it it has the ability to to widen out the network. When we wanted people to drive to Spalding, find somewhere to park, walk to the place that we had the meeting, pay six pounds for a bacon roll in the morning, and use half a day to do that, it was quite difficult to get mm. people to commit to that to actually get people to log on a half past eight on a tuesday morning to a zoom call is fairly straightforward and i think people have really enjoyed the regularity of it and the the support that they've had during the lockdown as well from from the other businesses so it's a, it's a really friendly supportive yeah. group that's what i've tried to create yeah it really is i mean i i, I joined i think towards the back end of last year or autumn of last year and um, I haven't missed many meetings because it's really good. Do you just want to explain the format of your meeting for, for the listeners? Yeah, so we, we've kept it to an hour because I think that's um, a good window for people to, to not get too bored. Uh, we allow people to do a 60 seconds. We're not really strict. We don't bang a gong if they go over <laughs> anything like that. Um, so just to introduce their business or to talk about any events that they've got coming up or the kind of referrals they're looking for, it's, it's fairly free what people want to say. Then we tend to have one or two, what we call five minute slots, where somebody just shares either something about themselves, their business or an area of expertise that they have or a, an idea that they've had. Um, and then we're going to break out rooms usually at the end. But the thing is, we, we can change the format, I change it to whatever we want to, to suit the meeting. So um, I think this week we, we had the, and thanks to you, Liz, we had the uh, and also round where we just got people to say something they did that wasn't to do with their business. And it just helps you to understand a bit more about the person and maybe find a different connection or find something that's really interesting. So, yeah, I, so. I thought that was fascinating. I learned so much about people on uh, on Tuesday this week and we have had yeah. people that do all sorts of things. It's amazing, isn't it? The, the range of people that you have and the range of interests. 
Yeah. Now your your meeting is is free to attend. Why do you decide to make it free? I guess you you could have charged for it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think I was working out that if I had charged for it for the first year, I'd have made about four thousand pounds. But <laughs> um, the to, to me, what I want to be able to do is to connect with people on a regular basis, and I think for um, people that want to create a community that is engaged with them, whether that's a, a business coach or a marketer or some other kind of service organisation uh, or business, then I think this is a really good opportunity to do it. Previously, with face-to-face, there's a barrier to entry effectively because you've got to find a room. You either have to pay for the room or you have to pay for refreshments. Um, and it's quite difficult to get people there. It's actually, once you've got a Zoom account, it's effectively free. It's just your time and it doesn't mm. take a great deal of time. So it's an opportunity to send a couple of emails a week, one inviting people to the meeting and one just summarising what's happened and giving everybody's contact details and then to have regular contact with people. So it's just for me, it's a part of, yeah, in a, in a way, it's a part of my sales funnel, but it's mm. it's getting people to engage with me and, um, yeah, I, I really enjoy it. So I think, uh, yeah, I think that there's a future for free groups online. Yeah. So are you planning to continue with it even when we can go back to meeting face-to-face? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not desperate to get back face to face with people. I'm sure I'll do some of it, but I'll be much more selective than I would have previously. Mm. Uh, you know, I've been probably three years chasing around Lincolnshire to various different <laughs> meetings, and I'll certainly be reluctant to do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the meeting works really well. It's really supportive. We can see people doing business with each other, referring people to each other, collaborating in partnership on projects. So. I know it brings a lot of value to the people that come to it. I know they enjoy it and, and I love running the meetings. So, yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a fixture for me. Yeah. So what do you think that the future of networking looks like in, in general, You're beyond your own group? I think it's interesting. I think we hear a lot of people saying, I can't, can't wait to get back face to face. And I think that there is sort of a almost a, a cork coming out of the champagne bottle where people want to get back. But the reality of it is, uh, if you're driving, especially in a rural area, 30, 45, 60 minutes to a meeting, you're having to pay for petrol, you're having to pay to park, it's taking half a day. But I think that novelty may wear off fairly mm. quickly. And yeah, it might all even become a seasonal thing where, you know, in the summer, it's fine. If you go out at seven o'clock in the morning, the sun's shining, you get in your car, you have a drive through fields, it's lovely. Mm. Uh, in the winter, you go out at seven o'clock in the morning, it's freezing cold, you've got to scrape the ice off your car, <laughs> it's dark. Then it's not quite so attractive to be going off to a, another part. Yeah, I definitely ha- so, haven't missed that part. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, I think once the novelty of getting back face to face wears off, we will have online meetings. I think we'll have hybrid meetings. And what I mean by that is... Um, there will be spaces who allow some physical networking, but also have a big screen for people to come in on Zoom. So actually you can have the best of both worlds. Mm. So some people can meet face-to-face or you can go to the meeting one in every two or three, but the other times you can still be part of that group by just sitting at home and being on your Zoom as you have been for the last year. So I think there's a potential for those hybrid meetings. And as I say, it may become a seasonal activity, a bit like cricket, where we do when the weather's (laughs) nice, but when it's raining, we stay at home. Yeah. Do you think that some of the online networks that have sprung up will survive once we go back to face to face? Do you think there'll be a bit less of the online? I I think people will be selective about whatever kind of networking they do, whether it's face to face, whether it's online. And it'll be about the value that they see from it, about the value that they get from the meeting. And I think 
to give people value, there's got to be content, not just uh, everybody introducing themselves. I, I went to a, I won't say which one, but I went to a meeting recently that was an hour and we were 46 minutes into it and we were still on the one minute round where people were introducing themselves. <laughs> and, I thought, and, and I'm not going to pay however much it is to, to go and just listen to that. There's got to be some more value. There's got to be yeah. some more interaction or something that you're learning, something you're getting from it. So uh, yeah. it'll, it'll be value-based, not yeah. necessarily cost-based, but value-based, I think. So what, what do you think that the networking community has learned from, from the lockdown and, and having to, you know, being forced to do things in a new way? I think we've learned that you can, that you can collaborate quite well over the internet using Zoom, using other platforms that it widens your opportunities it doesn't narrow them because uh, in the net for biz meeting we've got yourself you're in the north of lincolnshire and then we've got uh, katie who's down in london would never get you in the same room mm -hmm. if it was a physical meeting so i think that uh, geographical boundaries have expanded but i think we've learned that <clears throat> it's easy to do um it's no it's probably less scary for most people than walking into a room with yeah. people that you don't know and having to stand up and talk about yourself for 60 seconds um and it's it gives other options yeah yeah I, I think it's really opened opportunities up like you say i would never have met somebody who's based down in london um you know i was only going to meet people within a a, a certain radius um, and yet the business that i have can work globally so for me it makes a lot of sense to be able to do things remotely like this yeah, and I think that the, the kind of business you are or a social media expert, I think in the long term, running your own networking meeting is is a perfectly logical thing to do if you want to create a tribe around you, whether it's other people who are voiceover artists or whether it's the kind of people who use voiceover artists. It's just an opportunity because it's such a low barrier to entry mm. for anybody to run a meeting, whether it's I mean, as is once a week, but I think, you know, once every two weeks, once every four weeks, once a quarter, just to get people together. We've seen how easy it is to do. And if you just put a th bit of thought into it and give people a reason to come and give people some value from it, yeah. then you're collecting people around you and it's much easier online. Yeah. I mean, before the lockdown, I was running um, a meetup group for voiceover artists and, and other people in the audio industry um, in Hull every other month. And we never got more than, I don't know, a dozen people in the room. But now that those meetings have moved online, you know, people from all over the country are coming. So although I'm looking forward to being able to go back to the pub again, it's a shame that all those people that have started coming to my group won't be able to attend that physically. <laughs> and it's hard work. It's hard work running a physical meeting. You know, I was a 4N group leader and we ran this group in Spalding and it's... There's a lot of work in yeah. trying to get people to come to a physical meeting. You're constantly inviting people and checking in with them and seeing how many people you've got booked on and, yeah. and that kind of thing. Whereas online, it's really very easy. I've got about 33 people that come to net for biz um, We usually get between sort of 18 and 20, 22, 23 of them turn up for one meeting. And I just send them an invite out and they come along. It's really yeah. easy compared to trying to get people to a physical space. Yeah, definitely. So have you got any top tips for successful networking, whether that's in person or online? I think, um, I, th I think first of all, you, you've got to think about what you want to say and what you want to achieve from it. So you've got to have some, some clear goals and outcomes. And that doesn't mean how much you're going to sell. It means what you're trying to achieve by networking and be clear on that. I think, um, Liz, you and I are both um, 
have acting as a hobby mm-hmm. and I know the how useful rehearsing something is so that you can say what you want to say in the way that you want to say it and almost deliver a performance so I think prepare what you're going to say and think about what you want to get across and really be clear on what you want to say to people and then the real the real magic which is what I say in Net for Biz is the real magic happens outside of a networking meeting it's about having one-to-ones with people, which again is much easier over Zoom. It's about following up with people. It's about keeping in touch. It's about nurturing that relationship and seeing where it can go. I think if you just go to a meeting and expect it to work, then um, you've got a hard job in front of you. Yeah, I think you're missing out hugely if you just attend the meetings and don't take things any further than that. Yeah, and it's uh, we used to connect on social media and then try and meet somebody for a coffee. It's now so easy to meet somebody over Zoom for a coffee and uh, have 20, 30 minutes with them and just, just have a chat, just find out a bit more, just deepen that relationship and do it again uh, two months later and two yeah. months later and build those relationships. And not pay Starbucks prices too. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Brilliant. So if people want to get in touch with you, David, how can they do that? Um, so you can find me uh, on the Business Doctors website. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, my email address is david.obrien at businessdoctors.co.uk. Um, or my phone number 07595450361. All sorts of ways of getting in touch with me. But I think if you, if you just Google me, you'll find me somewhere. Yeah, you're quite easy to find, I think. <laughs> Lovely yeah, work. and we run lots of it. We run lots of free sessions as well. I think you uh, come to one recently that we ran. Yes, so, yeah. yes, I can recommend David's free sessions. Um, lots of uh, lots of good value given away in those. So thank you very much for joining me, David, and I'll I'll see you online soon. Yep, see you online. Thanks a lot, Liz. Take care. Thanks for listening to Small Business Big Network. If you found this podcast useful, please do rate, review, and subscribe. And don't forget to share it with the rest of your network too.